Itu cancel culture Bangang Itu Twitter punya Jangan lah kau tahu sikit Main cakap Douglas Slim and Juanita The Podcast So a lot happened Over the weekend uh, One of it is football Yes uh, Crazy results Liverpool lost For the first time Ah. Yeah, they lost to a team called West Ham. I mean, usually West Ham are kind of like eh, an eh team, yeah. but they're doing really good now. They mm-hmm. are they are I think third ahead of Liverpool. Yeah. Chelsea uh, mm. drew with Burnley. Like what what was what's going on? I have no idea. Uh, United lost to City in the Manchester Derby. Broke a lot of Malaysian hearts. But this is the first time that I think a lot of Manchester United fans went into the game uh, with very low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> if you see the chat boards and the tweets from Manchester United fans before yeah. the game, they were like, "I hope we don't lose too badly." <laughs> like so pessimistic, kesian lah. What happened to Ronaldo? I thought he was brought in to win games. Like, yeah, yeah, of win? course. But you have eleven players, and you've That's got true. a manager in charge. So uh, a lot of United fans are saying that perhaps tactically they are not as sound as they should be. They got the players, right. but they just don't have the brains. Right. So when things like this happen at the end of the league, they usually would what change. Managers, right? If they don't, don't have to wait till the end, Juanita. Football is What? so cutthroat; they can change tomorrow. That is crazy. Like during the competition. during the competition, yes, they can change anytime they want. I mean, Tottenham just sacked their coach and uh, brought in a new one. Wouldn't that throw the players off? Though? Of course, it would throw everyone off. But if the rot is happening and it's so bad, and a lot of money is involved here, you know, if a right. new guy can come in and change your season, change your fortunes immediately, they would do it in wow. a heartbeat. That's a lot of pressure, and it's well. very ruthless. Mm-hmm. Well, on the bright side of things, <laughs> there was an event happening. In KL at Rex KL called XKL, um, it's under Chindana for their Art in the City campaign. It was really fun. Yeah, I wanted to ask you on that. Like, what was the turnout like? Because uh, aren't people still a bit hesitant about going out, or was it a pretty like full blown event? It was a pretty full blown event. There were a thousand signups uh, <laughs> for one day, yeah, and it was a two day event. Um, obviously, they expect like less than that because people sign up and then sometimes they just Correct. don't go. But for a lot of people there, it was. Was their first time at a live event. I spoke to a couple of people that performed at Rock Karaoke, which is where you go and sign up to karaoke and you perform live with a band. So wow, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> This is my first live event after like two years. Oh my god, it's it feels so good yeah. to be back. Of course, it's it's not like it used to be, but you know we start somewhere, right? I think the thing about um, coming out again after the pandemic is that during the pandemic, every day is just the same. Yeah. And I think for me, especially performing, it really was something that was pushing me out of my comfort zone. Because, right, because like maybe before this, you're like, oh yeah, I have all the time in the world. But then you realize because of the pandemic, you actually don't. Yeah. So I think like just taking that leap of faith and pushing myself to do something that I know I would love if I did it. But like for example, the whole week leading up to this, I'm just racked with anxiety. I think less about the event and more about performing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. They sounded super youthful and exuberant. So rock karaoke. <laughs> wow. What? You sound like like you haven't been there in a while. I, no. Oh, no. See now, our contrary one. Contrary. Wait, wait. Ah. So this uh, rock karaoke is like you get to feel like a rock star performing in a concert. Yeah. Correct. 
this brought back memories. I'm flooded with memories of my first concert as kind of like a rocker. Shut the front door. Yeah. Was Douglas Lee a rocker? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tell you about this after this. Fly FM. So the weekend was really fun. There were live events. Um, I spoke to a couple of people who performed at a rock karaoke, which is like a karaoke, but you perform with a live band, so it's like rock on. And then we found out that Douglas was actually a rocker back in the day. Kind of like a rocker. I had a band <laughs> called Indecisive. To Together with Chelsea Ng, and oh. yeah, so I was really excited when I got news that we we're going to play our first concert. Right, wait, 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 wait. Was it called? Did you call it indecisive because you couldn't decide on a band name? Why you say yalla? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, quite, quite the detective are you? Are not bad. <laughs> So, so uh, we got news that we're going to play a concert, right? Our first concert as a duo. We were so excited. Our hit song then, well, I simply say hit song, but <laughs> we had one semi-famous song right. was the theme from Kopitiam, oh. um, which I also wrote lah. And so we were like, all right, we're going to do a concert in in our heads because you know you watch MTV and you watch all these clips of concerts and you have a. a a bayangan in your head, like you kind of right. know what it's like. A lot of people. Yeah. There's a mosh pit, maybe. Yeah. You know, cameras and the atmosphere and sweat and adrenaline and stuff. Yeah. So we're like, okay, this is gonna be so exciting. And then, um, a bit, a bit, a bit this disconcerting news started floating in, and uh-huh. they're like, okay, so the concert, your slot is 11 a.m. Okay. We're like, huh, morning time. Uh. I thought concert is evening on my call. It's <laughs> no. night time, you know. Then yeah. maybe fireworks only nice. It's <laughs> so, like morning time. So okay, all right. Then next, it's like, okay, so uh, is it going to be in a concert hall or is it outdoors? Uh, no, this is gonna be a shopping mall. Oh. So, like, um, okay, now my still it's still a concert. It's still a concert. And like, where is it gonna be? It's gonna be somewhere in Kedah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. You know, we I still uh, um, you know work. Worked really hard at the song, uh, Chelsea and myself. Yeah. We rehearsed, we practiced, we got into the van that was going to take us there. We, it was a long drive, we were all there. We, we show up at the venue and it is a shopping mall, Juanita. <laughs> like, floor. So, there were fans, well, I say fans, uh, but there were people there right. uh, on the ground floor yeah. where the stage was. But there were also people just walking about buying stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, the mall. <laughs> Having breakfast, you know, eating and stuff like that. They were everywhere, you know. So I was performing to people right in front of me, but also mm-hmm. on my left, on my right, upstairs, and yeah. you know, people were walking around and stuff like that. And in in my head, when I play a concert, I thought people would hold up lighters. <laughs> What like from the first performance get go? You thought people would be like, yeah, cheering on Douglas Lim. I, I that was in my head lah. So, so they weren't holding lighters; they were holding bags of rice. They were just <laughs> no. walking around doing the shopping. After our first song, you know, I expected to hear applause, but all I got was a supermarket announcement. Like <laughs> literally, Juanita, I finished the song and then like, okay, uh, okay, shoppers, uh, there's a discount on uh, diapers. Oh, happening. Man. Okay, but it's okay. Now people cheer for you and laugh at your life. That's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing, lah. Fly FM. So badminton happened over the weekend. Hilo opened badminton in Germany, where Malaysia played against Singapore in the finals. Yeah, in the finals. It was a tough game. Uh, he went all three sets. Our champion uh, Lee Zija. Unfortunately, mm. he had to retire with a with an injury. 
Right. Yeah, he had back pain. And when you play badminton, oh, back pain is the worst. Because you can't stretch, you can't smash, you can't lob, you can't do anything with back pain. Oh, no. Yeah, so he was kind of like semi-paralyzed on court. He tried his best. He really he pushed and I think everybody was cheering on for him. But, ah, uh, yeah, it was sad. It's a sad ending. Right. However, the story between these two players are quite cute, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, although one is Malaysian, Lizzy Jia, the other one is Singaporean, right? Lo yeah. Kian Yu. I heard lah. I don't know how true this is. Mm-hmm. Lokin Yu was born in Penang. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these two fellas have been playing together and against each other since they were like nine or ten years old. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, apparently they're like some some say they're besties. They're like kind of best friends. But I guess in the badminton world, yeah. when you are a high level badminton player, mm-hmm. you don't start at twenty five or twenty six, right? You start when you're really young. So I guess you right. play with the same pool of players as you grow older. You know, the yeah. really good ones would progress, and the not so good ones maybe find another job in uh, you know computer programming. <laughs> 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 but like it would be the same pool of players lah, I'm guessing. Yeah. So technically we can say that our Penang born player won lah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that means you're doing something the Singaporeans like to do, claim lah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Why definitely, not? Definitely, man. I think I think we can totally claim uh Lokian Yu as Malaysian <laughs> because uh, are you familiar with tennis? Not really. Not really. Okay. So one of the best tennis players, right? This guy is called Rafael Nadal. Right. He's know, really good. However, I think some years back he lost to this dude called Nick Kyrgios. Right. Now when I tell you the name Nick Kyrgios, what nationality do you think he is? Greek. Yeah. Okay. So he's actually Australian, but his father is Greek. Right. His mother is Malay. Mm-hmm. The moment Nick Kyrgios beat Nadal, right? Malaysians were like, a Malaysian, <laughs> <laughs> a Malaysian player beat the. King of clay, you know, Nick Kyrgios, the Malaysian tennis superstar. Like, Malaysian lah, mak dia Melayu though. We will claim. So, <laughs> listen, if we can claim someone who obviously sounds Greek like Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> we can definitely claim Loki and you who All sounds right. like my childhood friend from Cheras. Like. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Loki and you. Congratulations, Lizzie Jia as well. Okay, we are very, very proud of you. Fly FM. So, our government dropping some good news recently. November is now Keluarga Malaysia Month and our People's Macha actually just walked in. Hey, PM. Hello, Wanita. <laughs> uh, salam peaceful. Nee, so what is this I hear about uh, Keluarga Malaysia Mont? Uh, nee, nee, pasal apa, Isma? Well, I think it's basically just our government helping our community, just giving financial aid to people who need it. Macam apa? Uh, there is uh, some yayasan or there is some uh, donation drive? Yeah, ke? so it's under Yayasan Keluarga Malaysia. They allocated like 25 million for children who lost their parents um, due to COVID-19. They allocated 11 million to help 50,000 women uh, for the mammogram subsidy program. I see. So it's basically like a government agency and uh, badan-badan all this helping yes. uh, rakyat Malaysia. Lah. Yes, correct. Oh, that's very strange. Eh? Because, uh, no, <laughs> biasanya, kan, Karim, Karim, biasanya kalau ada month yang ada tema, so, I mean, all this, uh, kita kena buat kerja. Biasanya, like, for example, you know the Movember. Yeah. Kan, Movember is the month for the, ni, cancer awareness, kan, yes. Karim? Yang, kau tahu tak cancer awareness, Karim? Huh? It, itu cancer culture, bangang, itu Twitter punya. Janganlah kau tahu sikit main cakap. Tak, can, cancer, barah. Ah, this one, for November, a lot of people, they will keep the moustache kan? Correct. Ah, then for cancer awareness, and then at the end, they shave off. So, they have to do, to do something. Mm-hmm. Or even there's one now, is called No Nut November. You know about that one? No Nut November. Ah, betul. I'm not mm-hmm. lying. This no. One, no Nut November. Can you guess what people must do? 
cannot eat nuts. I thought so also. But when I read on the internet, actually is they must abstain from all sorts of uh, ni, physical activity of love. You understand? Oh. Ah, tu so no not November. Right. And even puasa month also kan, Karin. Kita yang kena buat kerja, kita kena puasa one month and all this. So for this one, uh, keluarga Malaysia month, kita tak payah buat apa-apa. Eh? Just the kerajaan do all the thing to help us. Yes, correct. In that case, I propose the year 2022 as a keluarga Malaysia year lah. <laughs> Followed by the keluarga Malaysia decade. <laughs> Bagus lah macam ni. Ha? I support this, kita PM. Kita goyang kaki, kerajaan buat kerja. Excellent. Fly. So a lot of festivities happened recently. There was Deepavali yesterday. I was still listening to fireworks as I tried to fall asleep <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> I think I think a lot of us bought a lot of fireworks and we couldn't celebrate no Chinese New Year and Raya. So we just gave it to our Indian friends and they were like, "Hey, go 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 to town with this, like, bro. Just just keep burning them fireworks." <laughs> well, one of my friends had a little accident with the fireworks. I know the fingers the fingers can now. No, I, thankfully not. But the fireworks did. Flew, fly inside their house uh-huh. and set the curtains on fire. It, it, that is ser- it could have gotten really bad, man. It could have, yeah. Were they I at mean, home when it happened? They were, they were at home. Luckily, it didn't like you know go under the bed. Set the, I don't know. Yeah. Anything could have happened, right? They yeah, managed yeah, yeah. to put it out in time. Luckily, they also had a fire extinguisher at home, so they could you know they could do something about yeah, it. That is super important, and everybody who's listening in, I know it sounds trivial, but please uh, always have a fire extinguisher. Number one, number mm-hmm. two, make sure it hasn't expired. Number three, <laughs> actually learn how to use one. Yeah, a lot of people have a fire extinguisher. They don't know what to do one, no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know Honestly Like to, to, to be quite honest with you I don't have a fire extinguisher at home I wouldn't know how to use it So I definitely I need just to gave advice to everyone listening <laughs> And now I find out Wanita you Okay please get those things <laughs> I mean, It's the same boat lah With a lot of people Okay I'm sure But no These um, fireworks and stuff like that right Yeah it's nice for the festivities But it can be really hazardous Do you know for Chinese New Year We've got mm. this thing Where we Set up these fire lanterns. I don't know what you call them. They're oh, like yeah. uh, paper things, and then we we burn the the bottom part. So then the um, carbon dioxide, I think, uh, rises to the top of the paper, and it f- and it starts floating. Have right. you seen those? Yeah, it's been like my dream to do that. They do- have, I think, um, environmentally friendly ones now. Yes, yes, they do. And so, if you are doing that, if you're going to play with fire, uh, my advice would be get yourself a fire extinguisher first, can or not. <laughs> <laughs> but these things uh, can be quite hazardous one, no? Because yeah. I've heard uh, some reports, right? Where the lantern will fly, 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 fly And then accidentally it falls on, let's say, a, a rooftop or an atop roof Those right. like wooden roofs and stuff like that It can set the whole house on fire one Right Can you imagine if one of these lanterns like fell on a club Where there's a DJ spinning? Because oh. no one would know what's going on Like someone would see the, the fire and go like Oh no, the roof is on fire And everyone would be like, yeah And goes like, no no, I mean the roof is on fire. DJ is like, yeah, bye, 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 bye. Oh, Fly FM. So football over the weekend. Yeah, Liverpool versus West Ham. That match just ended, and what a shocker that was! Liverpool lost first time this season, uh-huh. uh, and an own goal was involved. Here are the highlights. Four nils into that zone. Right into the goal. And that wasn't the only own goal over the weekend, now Juanita. Mm-hmm. Uh, an own goal also appeared in the highly contested Manchester Derby involving Manchester United and Manchester City. Eric Bay this time scoring one. 
Roll treat. Cancelo. Own goal. Ugly own goal. Eric Bay. United survived once, not twice. Is it an own goal, like kind of embarrassing? It's embarrassing, and the cameramen make it worse because the moment you score an own goal, they punch into a super close up. <laughs> so the poor guy is looking very sheepish, like, uh. Because, I mean, I know in life, it's good to have your own goal. <laughs> <laughs> But surely not this way, lah. No. However, as the president of the Malaysian Brighton and Hove Albion Supporters Club, right. our goals also were not really met because we were supposed to beat Newcastle. Castle easily. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, last week we drew with Liverpool two all, so we were feeling pretty good. Right. We drew again, lah, Juanita. <laughs> like, like Brighton and Hove Albion, we are drawing more than a kindergarten art class. You know, this is this is so annoying. <laughs> But it's okay. Uh, a point is still a point. At least we didn't lose, unlike mm-hmm. uh, some teams, <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a chant for all the thousands of Malaysian. Brighton and Hove Albion supporters. <laughs> okay. Ready, yeah? Brighton and Hove Albion, we can be champion. But it's alarming, we keep drawing. Can we beat someone? <laughs> we have to beat just one. Fly FM. So November is now Keluarga Malaysia Month, mm-hmm. uh, declared by our government because post-pandemic in a lot of Malaysia. Are struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. Um. I mean, a fresh grad now makes about an average of two thousand four hundred a month, which is I feel pretty low. Cause when I started, like ten years ago, I was what twenty, and my pay was like three k per month. Huh? Hey, this quite high for a fresh grad, you know? Yeah, but I was doing like a few jobs. Ah, uh, to be fair, I had to wake up at like three thirty in the morning to produce, you know, the morning show. I was also doing voiceover work, and I also also was, you know, training to be an announcer. Ah, so, so it was like a package deal. It was, yeah. Because if you were only paid for one job, it'll be mm-hmm. a lot less. It would have been maybe about thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because can you imagine? Like this was ten uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you know. It was quite good, lah, at three thousand ringgit. But after ten years of inflation, mm-hmm. the buying power of that is not that much anymore. I came across a tweet, and this uh, person said, "No, when I received my first pay, it was one thousand three hundred and fifty ringgit." Mm-hmm. This guy is pretty old, I'm guessing. And he says, "Like the T twenty, the top twenty median income right. then was just around a thousand ringgit." Wow. So uh, fresh grads were considered, you know. Top 20 Wow Yeah back then So I don't know How long ago this was uh, Then he <laughs> continues By 1995 uh, Fresh grads Were making enough Only to be In the M40 category So they mm-hmm. dropped uh, One category down He said in 2012 Fresh grads Earn enough money To be in The B40 category. So it keeps getting lower Instead of Like going up Which is what's supposed to happen I think so Not like, because the, of the Pandemic alone It's not just the pandemic It's just inflation And yeah. what people Are willing to pay And like If we continue Down this trend Right It's going to be Really sucky You know I think <sighs> Eventually all of us Are just going to be In B100 It's <laughs> like There's no separation anymore We're all just going to be Under the poverty line So I really hope Something happens To change this Yeah 
It'll be like P100 Do you know what I'm thinking B200 <laughs> Apa tu That's robot That's bananas in pyjamas Have you not seen that show Oh no I haven't Oh what <laughs> P1 Do you know what I'm thinking B1 P2 No Oh my god <laughs> Wow. All right. Your job though, Douglas, was a little bit glamorous, right? Your first job? My okay, I have never worked a proper job in my life. When I say proper job, I mean Wow, untung lah, bro. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let me let me clarify this. By proper job, I mean I graduated as a teacher, but I yeah. never actually worked as one. Right. So, I've always been a freelancer from right. the time I started my career back when I was 19 right. years old. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just been freelance job after freelance job. So, my first one was pretty good. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about Douglas's glamour job next. Fly FM. So, we're talking about first jobs. Both Douglas and I have been fortunate enough to have, like, I guess, good first jobs. Mine was to be a breakfast show producer, which was tough. AF I got I yelled at so much From my boss But it made me The person I am today I got paid about 3,000 ringgit But to be fair I was producing And also doing voiceovers So mm. I was like Doing a few things uh. Douglas What my was your first job? My first gig Uh, was uh, as Stephen the stylist in this sitcom called Kopitiam. Oh, were you like Stephen the stylist? Like you know? Yes. Oh, hello. This is quite a flamboyant fella. Oh. Uh, I wore like really campy clothes and stuff like that, <laughs> and I had thick glasses. And as a 19 year old at that time, I can remember the experience was so overwhelming. It was mm. fantastic. I mean, I made a lot of really good friends. They're still my friends today. People like Joanna Basilina, Theo, oh, nice. Rashid Saleh, of course. You know, then uh, Manu Man. Tan Jin Cho and the cast of Kopi Tiam mm-hmm. I was paid back then uh, as a 19 year old uh, 800 ringgit per episode right. now that may not sound like a lot but bear in mind uh, we didn't shoot one episode every week that's not how we did things back then uh-huh. uh, we would shoot 13 episodes Over the course of a month and a half Including wow. rehearsals And uh, you know Practice sessions And you know uh, Script revisions So everything will happen In a month and a half Wow And so can you imagine 800 times 13 I'm doing the math now <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, because it, I'm not good, I'm not uh, that Chinese side of me. I did not inherit where yeah, I can just like the Chinese kids be like, shong, 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 For a 19-year-old back then To yeah. make that amount of money In a month and a half Was insane Balling Very much so I didn't know what to do With the money, right? However Then reality kicked me In the teeth really hard Because <laughs> You don't get work For the next four months Right You're not guaranteed any work That's the that's the bane Of a freelancer's job When right. the money comes in It's a lot of money But you don't know When the next paycheck is due Right There so is when you no split, schedule You split them up Into four months That's 2,600 ringgit per month Yeah, so not not that great anymore. And again, yeah. four months is only uh, anggaran. I don't actually know how long I'll be out of a job. Right. So uh, you don't know when your next paycheck is coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means the banks don't trust you either because the banks would be like, I can't give you a loan, dude. I don't right. know whether you can pay me back. Yeah. You know, there is no documentation to show that you have regular income. Correct. So what alarms me most mm-hmm. is... Do you know I still get called to uh, shoot some TV shows yeah. now? Uh, this is like, what, 25 years after my first gig? Yeah. Remember how much I said I made per episode? 800. 800. I still get called to do shoots yeah. 
for 500 yeah. per episode. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's like the market rate, right? I get offered 500, but you've been doing this for longer than I have and I you think, still get offered the same. I don't know, man. I think people don't really care that the rate should go higher and higher as long as there's someone willing to do the job because I asked yeah. them I said, "Hey, find up episode now is a bit low." Lah. They said, hey, "Douglas, if you don't do the job, there's someone willing to do it for 300, for yeah. 200 even." True. So I'll be like, "Hey, a job is a job, lah. I'll take." <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, but I will try and do like you lah. I'll try and package other things in. I'll be like, "Bro, okay, lah, tell you what, lah, I'll take the job 500 bucks okay, per episode, <laughs> but I also do subtitle for you lah. I do subtitle, catering pun aku buat lah, 1k lah, bro, 1k lah." <laughs> Fly FM. So we're talking about first jobs, how much you make in the salary situation right mm. now, which is not great. Billy, hey, what's your story? Hey, Walila. Hey, Billy. Oh, big fan. Hi, big fan. thank you. Hey, Billy, we're talking uh, about you know people and their first jobs and how much they got paid and basically mm-hmm. like how the money now doesn't seem to be able to support the lifestyle. Uh, what it is that you do, and do you remember your first paycheck? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer I can't like not like remember my first paycheck like Why? every time I close my eyes I see it it is so <laughs> insulting and sad and it keeps me up at night <laughs> and I, unfortunately it's still kind of the same area uh, years later how much was it? it was like uh, barely four digits but you know yeah that's the creative feel uh, sometimes in uh, Malaysia yeah and even now writers get paid like what 250 300 ringgit per article right it's crazy yeah per article so you just gotta you know vo- be a volume writer lah. volume I test in that you write a lot nah. yeah I write a lot and after a while the words just lose meaning to you <laughs> and you have no idea what you're writing and your whole passion for the for the art of writing just has to move aside and you're just grinding right just, just, just typing words on your keyboard into a page uh, yes sir there's no emotional attachment To whatever is happening with my hands, mm-hmm. it is it's quite sad, love. But you gotta do what you gotta do to survive. Are you gonna continue with this writing job with with the you know with the bad pay, or have you got some ideas, man? Well, my latest client was my younger siblings' uh, friends who needed help with their essays. Okay. Uh, after they graduate, I am now out of income. <laughs> so I think uh, I think I don't know, lah. I don't know, lah. I don't know what to do. Uh, some of my writing friends. They're you know uh, trying to get jobs outside of Malaysia, like Singapore mm-hmm. or, or or Philippines or Indonesia. Uh, Indonesia. Uh, me, I want to stay in Malaysia. So I think my next project would probably be writing a nice dating profile. Uh, To attract a rich older woman <laughs> uh, in my life, which you are going to use for yourself or what? For myself, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever brings in the bacon, uh, beef bacon, beef yeah. bacon. Yeah. Hashtag keep it halal, lah, Douglas. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fly FM. So I'm sure you know the Julia Michaels song. I got issues, but you got them too. Yeah. Well, we were singing over the weekend. I got issues, but the Mysa Jatra app has issues too. What? What <laughs> happened? Now? I heard there was. Some issues. Yeah, a lot of people got the PUS sticker on their app. People under what? person under suspect person under <laughs> person under surveillance. Surveillance. Ah. Is it surveillance or uh, not? Under she, surveillance. Okay. I think so. And whatever lah, but whatever sticker that is not green is like no good. 
Right. So a lot of people had this and they were shocked because they didn't even leave the house for 14 days. So it was a glitch or what? Yes, it was a glitch. Um, MOH eventually said sorry. They said that, you know, they had to update their app. But, I mean, a lot of disruptions happened. Lah. Correct. Because I think if you were supposed to do something, if, for example, if they had to go for the event, uh, that XKL event happened over the weekend at Rex KL, right? Yeah. If, Your mice Jatra app suddenly changes status. Mm-hmm. You cannot go, right? You cannot go in. They will not let you go in because if no. it's not normal color, if it's red color or go, or whatever, <laughs> you know, you got some warning that you'll be like, "Hey, get out, stay home, don't." Exactly. And, and you, do you know actually when the mice Jatra app changes status, right? Yeah. It can really affect you psychologically and even physiologically. I remember uh, before this, mice Jatra was always very normal. Everything was fine, right? Yeah. There was one time the status changed uh, from low risk. To casual contact Right Oh my blood pressure Went upstairs All because <laughs> I was <laughs> I was at a mall I think Which had some guy Also yeah. Test positive For COVID mm-hmm. But just seeing That status change To casual contact I started developing Symptoms <laughs> like, I was like I think I'm having COVID lah, I think And I was like Checking my temperature Every like 10 seconds I was asking my wife I think I got fever I think I got fever And she was like You don't have a fever I have touched your forehead For the last 15 15 times in the last hour you don't have a fever why would you ask your wife to touch your head if you think that you had covid then she's so kena you throw for her right you yeah i didn't think that part <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine if i panic so easily with a status change that goes from normal uh, low risk to casual contact imagine if my jatra app suddenly had me as the pus uh, like person under surveillance oh yeah. my goodness i will flip man yeah. i will be like uh, taking all sorts of tests rtk la pcr <laughs> pck you know what not i'll be drinking all the isuam in the world <laughs> fly fm So I have a relationship question for you, Douglas. Since mm-hmm. you are an expert at relationships, hey, 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 please, <laughs> I, I'm expert at giving opinions. Only I'm not an expert in relationships. Well, you're la. still married, are you not? Okay, <laughs> okay, Correct. fair enough, right? Some qualification there, lah. <laughs> so relationships are new-ish for me, mm-hmm. uh, especially the one that I'm in right now, and I honestly don't know what is okay, what is not okay. Sometimes, especially when it comes to Space, right? Okay. So, uh-huh. um, I had to like ask Google how often should a couple see each other. <laughs> <laughs> what What was Google's answer? Google said once a week. Whew. Yeah. Is Is that enough? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm medium lah. I want to see this guy more often, okay. but at the same time, when he goes out with like other people, his friends and whatnot, I don't necessarily want to go because I'm you know an introvert. So wait, wait, wait. You so, you don't want to go. You I don't want to go. But do you stop him from going? No, of course not. So I say like, okay, I go and do do your thing. You know, whatever. With his friends. Yeah, with his friends, with his colleagues, whatever lah. So you don't you don't want to tag along. You don't want to make sure you are. There together with his friends. Are you no. okay? Hold on. Do you want him to hang out with your friends? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with either if he wants to hang out or whatever. Mm. But I do appreciate my space with my friends sometimes, so I don't invite him. Correct, all because the time. based on my experience, again, I was chair like an expert, right? But based <laughs> on my experience, the group dynamics 100% will change. Yeah, 100%. The group of friends that you have from before the relationship or whatever, right? Yeah. The moment your partner shows up. 
everyone changes the behavior one correct same thing like me like for when i hang out with the other comedians some of them i've known for a long time and you know, we're all pretty much married yeah and then when we're together oh the jokes just fly <laughs> and uh, insults there's roasting and they'll be like talking a lot of nonsense the moment either our wives are there or one fellow's girlfriend is there suddenly all very well behaved you know? <laughs> yeah yeah correct <laughs> You're all super well behaved because you are there. Mm-hmm. You see, when you're not there, then we talk about like really g- nice, saucy, like scandalous stuff. What? No, you guys <laughs> just probably curse more or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fly FM. So our question is: How involved should a partner be in each other's lives? Because honestly, I don't know. I don't want to be too much, but at the same time, I am much. So we are very complicated beings. <laughs> we are, I don't think there's a correct answer to this, but it'd be interesting to hear what people say. Jessica, hi, hi guys. Uh, well, I think it's important. I mean, if you like spending time with your partner, which is, uh, you know, something you already signed up for, and uh, yeah, I think it's important to have that balance. And I personally like. Um, hanging out with my partner but there's just like a couple of incidents see, I like to play badminton and we have it I mean we plan this like um, on a weekly basis with our okay. friends and it's our time together you know Yeah. but on the badminton court right um, he gets a bit too competitive <laughs> and then you know and my friends are there and they're all there and sometimes it's just embarrassing you know because he stands at the corner and then he'll be like hey you do not smack huh? you do hey, run, 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 run properly you know Work harder lah Don't hit like that lah You know My it's goodness. like non-stop he's, he's, sh- he's shouting abuse At your friends <laughs> <laughs> Correct like, like, like as if he's some You know Olympic player like that You know <laughs> I am just there To work out You know But he's like Hey when did you become a trainer I don't know You but know did, No but did you Did you invite him To the badminton session Or he invited himself No it, it's something That we do together Actually Every Aye. week with our friends okay, okay, So okay. we already planned this Together together lah I So see. how How do I not invite him okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh, This one you have to ask The relationship expert Because I'm new to this <laughs> Douglas This is your question I think I think I would suggest You do the typical Malaysian way like You subcon the job So you don't tell him You don't okay. tell him He cannot come You you whisper to your friend Or whatever And then mm. in one of those Badminton games You have him be the empire <laughs> Or the referee right Then when he starts shouting All this uh, abusive stuff Ask the umpire said, Sorry sir You are being abusive To the players It's bad for their mental health You have to leave now <laughs> ah, Correct correct I think this is the plan This is the plan ah, okay, Thank you so much For calling Jessica Yeah don't worry guys Thank you See Douglas You can give relationship advice And be professional about it too That was not a relationship advice It was just a joke To get rid of this pesky boyfriend Fly FM So we're asking you How involved should partners be In each other's lives Sukwinda You heard the question What is your story bro? Okay you know like Basically right I'm the type of guy In a relationship um, very open, you know, like you have boundaries with your wife or your girlfriend. Instead my girlfriend, I used to give her a lot of space, you know, like she wants to go out with a friend, she wants to go anywhere. Uh-huh. You know, that there's no issue. Now I just let her because you know what, trust is very important. Oh, wait, wait, joke, joke. So mm-hmm. like she would tell you that she's going out to see some friends and you would say, fine, okay. Yes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, okay. you wouldn't try and find out who these people are first? Or, or? I mean, I trust her, right? So... It's a two-way road, right? And then she gives the same to me as well. All right. So you also don't like it, lah. If you to ask too many questions, if you want to go out with your nah, friends. nah, nah. I'm not the fussy. I'm not the fussy type. You know, she wants to go out, I let her go out. 
Okay, yeah, all right. right. Hmm. So, so how is the relationship been? I mean, uh, so far everything so good. Uh, unfortunately, she found someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, you never check. You uh, just <laughs> yeah. Phone, huh? I shouldn't oh, be laughing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Not so, so. Are you? No, are no, you? no. I'm good now. I'm good now. Oh, I found, oh, I found, I found my happily ever after. Yeah. Oh. Okay, nice. <laughs> 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 Thanks for calling to window. Um, All the best, guys. Okay, take care. Bye, bye. Okay, I hung up on him. I don't think this guy is actually okay. He still sounds really sad. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry for laughing. Suk, Suk, Suk. If you need any support, give us a call. Okay, I will. This time, I will listen. And I will uh, act appropriately. Fly FM. And it is time for English, English class with Mina Saleh. All right, class, settle down, settle down now. The word of the day is nightmare. Nightmare means a frightening or unpleasant dream. So you have to now form a sentence using the word nightmare. Katija, go first. Uh, last night I woke up because I had a nightmare. Yes, very good, Katita. Very well done. All right, Ladu. Teacher, that day I had to babysit my stupid cousin Balan. Uh, that fellow jump up and down when it was time to eating. Uh, I put the food in the spoon. I see the train coming, the train coming. Uh, then he started dancing all, you know. Okay, that, okay. Wait, 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 Ladu. You're not supposed to tell me a story. You're just supposed to form a sentence using the word nightmare. Ah. Uh, My cousin Balan is a real nightmare. Yes, well done, Ladu. Okay, Asing, your turn. Sentence with the word nightmare. Ah, uh, yeah, last night, ah, uh, my friend called me, ah, uh, because I miss his birthday party. So I say, eh, hey, it's too nightmare. Um, okay, thank you, Asing. <sighs> English class with Mina Saleh. Fly FM. So, all state education departments and district education officers have been allegedly told to stop period spot checks in school. Now, this is according to a Ministry of Education circular that's being shared online. Okay, so we don't know how true this is, but this is what the news says. Uh. But this thing about period spot checks—it's new to me. However, I have heard that mm-hmm. it's been a common practice in some schools. Did you have? Uh, did you experience such spot checks when you were in school? Yeah, usually, well, not spot checks, but we were told like if you you tipu, ah, we have to check you. Like it, it was a threat. You it was know? a threat. Sometimes have our periods during sports activities, right? So right. we cannot participate, or we feel a bit, bit out of it. We'll say mm. like we have our period, so we want to sit out, mm. and sometimes I. I guess people take advantage of this, or it ha- there have been cases where people right. Take advantage so it's a of this. case of like just maybe lying or cheating, right. which but ah uh, well still yeah. right. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's good. You like shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't because for a boys' school, of course. First of all, we never had such things like period spot checks. You don't need to right. check for that in mm-hmm. a boys' school. So for us, when we had spot checks, it was always about something illegal that we might have brought to school. <laughs> you know, like some dodgy reading material. <laughs> that, okay, that gotcha. the naughty boys will bring. No, some naughty boys, not me lah. I'm right. a very good boy. Like comic But, books. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah comic <laughs> books. Uh, some other graphic type of books lah. Like yeah. Graphic novels and magazines right, right. and stuff for that or games. I know I was uh, usually caught bringing dice. Dice. Yeah, yeah. Because I uh, used to play a lot of games in school, which involved the dice. Uh, not nothing to do with gambling and all. This is, <laughs> please, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was a game master, so you know. 
Dungeons and Dragons I'll bring dice But these were all stuff That you're not supposed to bring To school Right So if you brought them And you were hiding them Somewhere in your bag Of course some, some of the Really naughty boys Would bring little weapons mm-hmm. I One guy Oh man This fellow legend We started calling him Ninja after that right. Because he brought A working shuriken What on earth Do you know what's a shuriken? Sh- no The ninja star <laughs> no, the, the, the ninja throwing star Right He brought a real one Not a toy uh, A real one to school Spot check Because now he found it out What the The, the weeks after that right? A ninja ninja We ninja A ninja ninja <laughs> Isn't that like a knife Equivalent It's, it's kind of like It's a weapon Yeah But I don't know why He brought it to school I guess <laughs> to show off Or whatever So yeah we, For boy schools Spot checks were usually Things we feared <laughs> Because you know Some naughty boys Would have brought Some illegal stuff yeah. However Mm-hmm. We did have one teacher though um, Who did a different type of spot check uh, I forgot her name But she taught me Sejarah Form 3 right? And all I remember was Her nickname was Dewberry Dewberry? <laughs> because she would wear this perfume That was d- damn strong It was this Dewberry pungent smell oh that, you could, that you could get from like a mile away right? <laughs> You're like Hmm <laughs> and she would uh, give out assignments She yeah. would come here in the class Sit down Give the assignment And then the mirror comes up And she'd be checking her face <laughs> For her pimples <laughs> And so then my friend be like ah, Tengok lah You know Kita dapat spot check Cikgu check spot <laughs> Fly FM. So I'm sure you heard about The Ikan Siakap that sold for 1196 This is the in Langkawi one, in right? In Langkawi, correct. Yeah, I also read that apparently this fish was 11 years old. Tua gila! That's why it was kind of like a pet. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you know, they, they charge so high because, you know, you're eating my pet. <laughs> what? Nonsense. Why would you want to even eat an 11-year-old fish? I have no idea. Was gross? it very big? Do you see the pictures? Was it like a huge fish? I, or was this kind of medium no, size? it looked like a normal fish lah. Like, oh. This this restaurant, uh, I heard, also had like a, a reputation for doing this. Yes, correct. So they charged another customer. Two of them ate. It, the bill came up to seven hundred and fifty ringgit, something like that, which is which is crazy. But okay, these these things are not itemized, already, one man. Uh, like, why were they shocked? Because you would have seen the price there, and then order unless the price was obscured or there was some trickery involved. Are you think? I think they probably charge like per 100 gram or like oh, do you know what I mean okay yeah so then they, they yeah so then like they didn't read properly because it's happened to me before I went to this restaurant and they yeah. were saying the crabs are really good yeah and then I went there I was thinking it was going to be quite expensive then I saw mm. yeah the price okay only for this uh, giant Alaskan snow crab like okay yeah, you know like what, 90 bucks something like that for yeah. Alaskan snow crab uh-huh so then uh, I ordered la, a few And mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out it was yeah, 90 bucks per 100 grams la. Ooh, lucky got credit card <laughs> If not, Mapo's got to wash plates <laughs> I got to stay there and wash plates oh, But man. this type of uh, nasty surprises uh, I realised it happened a lot less during the MCO That's why yeah. this happened in Langkawi right? After the MCO uh, When Correct. you can visit other places uh, Then it happened Because you eat in When you eat in these uh, things, these like nasty surprises at the end yeah. uh, happen more often. When uh, you cannot eat in, right, it happens less. You know why? Why? Because you use a food app. Ma. When you use a right. food app to order your food, the mm-hmm. price terang-terang is there. One. You have to yeah. press OK, accept, you know, or pay. Then the transaction will go through. There's no yeah. way you can get surprised. Yeah. However, there was one story. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, la, 
He ordered some nasi lemak or whatever it is. He got a shock of his life because when he saw the total, it was like RM one thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight. Right For nasi lemak What? He was like Oh he needs Alan He's going to cancel Then he realised <laughs> It wasn't the price uh, RM1988 Was the rider's Number plate <laughs> No Did he get his nasi lemak Though in the end Out of curiosity Of course lah <laughs> This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita Podcast Hang out with them Weekday mornings From 6 to 10am On Fly FM